Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What up? This is Shan and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. This is Ari. Say hi. Hi. Say hi, Anya. Hi. What up? Say what? Hey y'all, got something good to share. So we have Vintage Beauty 86 by a good friend of mine from college. Um, She created a brand for making kids clothes, customized kids clothes. She picks crazy good fabrics um, and she customizes kids outfits. Um, she can do boys' outfits. She can do girls' outfits. They're really cute, cute prints. I've seen her post the cutest um, glitter jersey skirts and dresses and boy and girl outfits. So if you're looking for something cute for your son or your daughter and you want something custom made, she can make it. She can get the measurements. It would be the best thing you've ever seen you'll have the cutest pictures i don't know if you're a parent or i aunt or an uncle and you just want to get something cute for someone's kid give her the sizes it's a three-week turnaround you could find her on facebook vintage beauty 86 or you can find her on ig vintage beauty 86 also www.vintagebeauty86.com cute kid clothes pretty colors i mean she posts um the cutest outfits of these little kids in these clothes and little jackets and dresses and you know when it's like halloween i'm looking forward to like what outfits these people are getting when it's valentine's day is coming up so if you're looking for something cute um for pictures or if you have like little babies and little cute outfits and you want like bows that match and you want dresses and you want pants sets look her up okay vintage beauty 86 cute stuff cute stuff tell her shan sent you bye Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan. I'm Cozy Mama. And uh, today we want to talk about parent and teacher communication or teacher and parent communication. Because either way, the goal should be something that both the parent and the teacher wants. So for me now... I've been um, taking 
Anya to pre-K. And uh, she's been to three different schools so far because I've been moving around. And um, some of her teachers I really like. And some of her teachers, the way that they communicate and the last minute things that they may say sometimes would irritate me. Uh, Some of her schools, they make a big deal out of small things that could be addressed when it did happen, not months after they've been dealing with Anya a certain way and not saying anything. So I think the best way to communicate between a parent and teacher or a teacher and parent is to let your best way of being uh, addressed or being um, found or the best way that they can reach you to be said up front. <clears throat> I think you need to talk to the teacher. You need to talk to the parent about what's the best way to reach you. Is it email? Is it calling? Is there certain times? Can I reach you by text? Um, can we set up different meetings? Is letters between you and I, between the child, better? You know, what's your schedule? That needs to be discussed. Because we want to make sure that our kids can excel academically they're doing well socially and individually that their you know their wants are being met their needs are being met and the things that you know they may find um a bit more interesting than their other students it can be like a part in the day where they can focus on that you know it helps the teacher be more successful if the parent communicates it helps the child be more on track and focused because they know that if the parent is not there, they still should be on their best behavior. If the um, teacher is not there, they should still study, they should still practice, they should still do their work and the best work that they can do. You know, even now when I practice writing with Anya or um, doing numbers and spelling, I make sure that, you know, she stays on the line. I make sure that she leaves, you know, the a good amount of space between each word to make it at least, like, legible. Like, I don't want my child feeling okay turning in sloppy work or work that didn't take any effort. There is a value in building the relationship with the teacher for the success of the student. It just makes sense. Do not rush any decisions that are important between the teacher telling you something about the student or you wanting to to address something to the teacher. I know sometimes, depending on what the uh, child may come to you with, um, you may want like answers right, right now or something sounds really bad on how your child may bring it to you or the teacher may nonchalantly leave your voicemail with not enough detail and your mind may come to some assumptions of what they're trying to say don't assume anything wait think about it think about the personality of your child would your child do that do you know of your child doing that with their siblings um have you seen you know repetitive behavior where your child may do that at home or outside before you automatically assume that the teacher is wrong And if you're a teacher and the parent is not um, 
very open when they drop the kid off or they don't come to you with anything and they don't address any issues that they may want to be clarified on a daily basis and you don't have any relationship with them whether it's the mother or the father I think as a teacher I know y'all have like 24 plus kids but it's just like customer service when you're running a retail business you don't want to make any customer that comes into your establishment feel like they're not important or feel like their needs cannot be met because it's about 200 plus people that's going to come to my door today and you're not important. You got, you just have to figure out a way to have a relationship with all the parents of the students that you have. That's just one of your, you know, obligations as a teacher. Like being a teacher is tough. I wish teachers were paid a lot more money because they are you know, spending more time with our kids when they go to public school, charter school, private school, and they're teaching them throughout the day. And yes, I'm not saying that parents are not influential or um, a motivation or a person that is dedicated to displaying a good role model-ish you know, character to your kids, but at the at the most, I think teachers are there more for your kids when they go to school because they spend most of their hours during the day at school. And I think teachers that teach should want to teach. Teachers that teach should love to be around kids that they're teaching. Teachers that teach should not just look at it like, oh, I know this stuff. I'm just going to tell them what they should know. And think that they're going to get it. No. I've had chemistry teachers that were great at the information they knew, but they couldn't teach. I've had um, English teachers that knew, you know, all the things that come in English and literature, but they couldn't teach. Um, And they had bad communication. I've had professors that had bad communication. I've had... um, uh, Math teachers that just could not figure out why a student can't get or understand how they're telling them this is how you get to the answer. Now that I'm like an adult and I can go on Instagram and see people that are um, well versed in mathematics and, you know, see the different ways of them getting to the solution, I'm like, dang, it was so easy. If they did it this way or they explored a different way of teaching um, mathematics. Like even um, there's a uh, there's an app called Elevate that I think all parents should download. It um, keeps you on point when it comes to solving problems, mathematics, English, um, grammar, um, history, um, comprehension. And it's just little games to keep you on point. But... It has a section in there where it tells you tips on how to solve different problems or execute on finding the right answer a bit quicker. And when I tell you the things in there blow my mind because I'm just like, if they, if I would have been taught this way how to do this, I would have caught on a lot sooner. Or um, school may be a lot easier for me. Not every child learns the same way. You know what I'm saying? Not every child um, 
can automatically come to an answer just because the next three students did. So I would like my child to have teachers that are passionate, that are willing to see that <clears throat> just like I could teach a child, that child could teach me a different way also. So um, that is something I think all teachers should look forward to doing um, in their years of teaching or in their years of discovering how they want to teach. Teachers should let parents know that you can trust them. You know, being open. um, I'm not saying we need to know your lifestyle. I'm not saying we need to know your business outside of you teaching, but I would like to know like what type of background that teacher came from that can make me feel like, okay, they have some understanding that, like, not all kids are the same. Or they have some understanding of kids from the suburbs, kids from the city, kids from a different culture background. um, Their their work ethic may be completely different. Um, You know, let parents know about immediate changes with the child. Don't tell me three months down the line. Don't tell me four months down the line. Don't tell me when their progress reports come that, oh, they've been lacking in this and this and this. No, tell me up front. Because I probably am at home noticing the same thing, but because the teacher hasn't said anything, I haven't said anything. So there has to be like an open communication. Even parents that parent, co-parent separately in different households. If you're the father and you notice your child is doing X, Y, and Z, and you don't say anything to the mom, how are you guys going to make sure that the child gets the help that they need? If you're a mom and you don't say X, Y, and Z to the father, and that child goes there, how are you going to make sure that this child is getting the attention at the father's house that that child needs? And then if you're co-parenting and the teacher doesn't know that you're co-parenting and they assume that both parents are at home, that's going to be a lack and a slack in communication. So when it comes to like evaluations at school, assessments, meetings, I think both parents should take the time to um, attend it, to talk to the teacher. There's so many ways that you could communicate now, Skype, FaceTime, um, do Google Duo, you can do Zoom on the computer or on your um, iPad or on your phone. There's no reason why you cannot be in good communication with your child's teacher. There's no reason why you can't communicate successfully with any um, parent of any student that you have as a teacher. You just have to have the focus. You just have to want to you know what I'm saying? Don't think of, oh, they don't pay me enough to do this. We, You are in a position where it doesn't matter what you are being paid. You are choosing to teach. So you are choosing to be responsible for what this child takes in in your classroom during certain hours of the day. It's kind of like an oath that you take. And if you don't want to do that and you don't want to put in that effort... Do not teach. I think it's very simple. I went to school and there were a lot of teachers that were there that did not like teaching. But they just knew what they knew. And that sucked because you can always tell when a when a teacher did not care if you understood or if you got it 
or if you um, found like some fun out of what they were saying and it just made you it made me not want to do the work Um, it made me want to write a pass to go to art class and do some artwork Um, I think parents and teachers need to focus on the strategies for issues and not why the teachers or the parents see a problem or find a problem. So, like, if your child is, um, grades are low in science, don't focus on what bad they're doing in science or why they got a D or an F or why this quiz wasn't complete or this homework assignment wasn't complete and when it was focus on where do we go from here why wasn't this complete okay you listen to the child you listen to the teacher you listen to the parent and then discuss a strategy on making sure that the next time an assignment is given you put aside more time to make sure this is complete. Like a child's um, obligation is to wake up, um, clean their face, brush their teeth, get dressed, eat their breakfast, get to school on time, whether the school bus or to the car, get to school, be where they should be, listen, learn, do their work. If they're having trouble, be honest with the teacher that they're having trouble. If you can afford to get them a tutor, get them a tutor. If you can afford to get them into a program after school that can help them, you do that. That's your job as a parent. You know what I'm saying? The teacher can only do so much when they have so many students throughout the day. We have to also make sure our child is on track at home. Whether that's hiding the remote controls, hiding the phones, hiding the computers, do that. But your child should be able to do their homework when they get home. Read a book. I think a child should be reading a book at least once a week, every week. And at the end of the week, you should be able to tell me X, Y, and Z about what happened in the story. And I don't think a lot of parents are focused on that. And a lot of kids are on their cell phones, texting in school. A lot of kids are unfocused. A lot of kids are worried about being an adult too quick. And they don't know what it takes to be an adult. And I don't think that they understand the fun and the excitement and just the moments that they're missing worried about being an adult as a child. You do not want your child worried about adult things at their child age. Like, I want my daughters to be kids as long as possible. I don't want them worried about cell phone bill. I don't want them worried about what shoes are coming out and if they're going to be able to get them. I want them to worry about what they're going to do that's going to be so great this year in the school year that they're in. What activities do I want to do? Do I want to be on the yearbook, um, whatever, team or whatever that is? Do I want to do sports? Do I want to be on the debate team? Do I want to be in band? Do I want to get an instrument? Like, all these things are things that you don't get to redo in adult life. So... 
Parent-teacher communication, very key to your child being successful. I just registered Anya for kindergarten. I met her principal. I met um, her counselor. I let her know that I'm doing a, you know, a parent podcast. You know, if she wants to let any other parents know, I left cards there. Like, just being open, available, and letting people be aware that hey, I am involved. Anything between my child and her doing her best, let me know. I asked them about their gifted program because I told them that, hey, yes, Anya is going into kindergarten, but yes, she's going to be bored because she's reading on a second grade level. She's doing work on a second grade level, and I'm not going to not allow her to. So if there's anything that she can be in to help her focus and grow beyond that second grade level or at that second grade level while she's in kindergarten, let me know. Sometimes you have to be up front with people to um, give them better understanding, and I think that's what it is when it comes to parent and teacher communication. That's all I got for y'all. Do what you will. Make sure the focus is priority and that is your kid being their best. My name is Shan. Bye! Good night, good night, good night, good night. <laughs>